Welcome to the Art of Money podcast with Art McPherson. And this is the Art of Money podcast with Art McPherson and Luke McCarty, artofmoneyradio.com for more information on the McPherson Financial Group or to schedule that initial complimentary consultation. We appreciate you listening. Now, let's get to the show. Wall Street has been enjoying a nice rally as of late, but strategist Matt Malley tells CNBC that the market can't stay at these levels for much longer. Even if we don't fall into recession, when you got a market that's trading at 19 times earnings, it has to come back down to fairly value. Remember what happened in 2000 to 2003. We had one of the mildest recessions in history and yet the stock market still got clobbered. Why? Because it started at an incredibly high valuation level, extremely high valuation, and it just takes much longer for it to get back down to fairly value. Do we need to be concerned more about long-term planning rather than these short-term rallies? Yeah, well, short-term rallies, the dips and the bumps and the humps, and you'll have a market at times. I mean, we had the market in 21 at 25 times earnings. So at 19 times earnings, I like it a whole lot more than 25 times earnings. Um, but you know, a stock market valuation is a relative term because things can be of higher value when everything's going well, right? So when the earnings are high, when profits are high, you'll overpay for it because you're, you're buying a really good company that's giving you great dividends, great profits, great appreciation on your money. But when the market tends to soften and when the economy tends to soften, you tend to have a market that'll pull back. However, we had a market that pulled back and was in a bear market for over a year. So you have a market that has sold off for a long period of time. To me, it suggests that there is an opportunity for a rally there. So I don't know if it's overpriced, but um, I understand why he's saying that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'd say it's not overpriced. I'd say it's probably closer to the average. But one thing to consider, right, with the Fed raising interest rates, right, we're at you know, 4.65 is what they call it, but right, four and a half percent. If you look back over the last probably 10 to 12 years, you know, what was our average GDP? Maybe two or three, maybe 4% with 0% interest, with free money, right? With very low interest rates on a home, very low interest rates for businesses, you know, for second homes or whatever it may be, right? It was, there was cheap money. Well, not anymore. So if we struggle to grow three or 4%, you know, for the, over the past 10 years, you know, what do we think the future holds if the Fed keeps rates higher, mm-hmm. right? This is the Fed's goal. So if you look at it that way, I would say, you know, the market is overpriced a little bit. It's a little bit overvalued. You know, you have a Costco, right? Which I love Costco. I was just there last weekend. Um, it seems like <laughs> you can't get out of there for under 200 bucks and nope. you buy 10 things. Nope. But, um, you know, Costco is about 40 times earnings. So you're paying for one share of Costco, you're paying for 40 years of earnings, right? Costco's, I mean, a great company, but, you know, Coca-Cola's 25 times earnings, right? And then you have some energy, some oil companies with really high free cash flow, and they're 10 times earnings. So it really just depends what section of the market and what what you want to buy and what you're willing to buy. You know, at this price, I still go to Costco. I'm still going to renew my membership, but their stock seems a little expensive right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I was pretty proud of myself last week, and I went to Costco, had four things on the list. I walked out with four things. It was That's a, hard to do. It was not easy. It That's was a, difficult. Yeah, that is a man right there, a man that stuck with a plan. Thank you very much. Because it's easy to go in there and, like, see all these really cool items that you don't yeah. want to pay for at I the know. time, but they're, like, so cool you, like, want to get them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we walked out with these really big pool noodles, um, and but but we saved money because we had lunch for six dollars. Yeah, exactly. there you go. Four There's your justica- justification. Four hot dogs, four drinks, six dollars and thirty eight cents. And you, you can't doing? do that at McDonald's anymore. You what? can't even buy a hamburger for ten dollars. No, you can't. How are you? Why are you buying lunch at Costco? I just get filled up on the free samples. 
Well, they don't have meat. Yeah, true, true. I did have some good free samples, but uh, I mean, a dollar fifty hot dog and a and a Pepsi. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong, great run. deal. I know, great deal, but you can have a pot sticker over here and then a little smoothie over here <laughs> and some cheese and crackers over. I remember how upset I was during COVID when Costco took away all the free samples. Yeah, I was like, okay, now this is serious. Now, right, now Mark, we got. Have you ever sat in a lazy boy in Costco? Not yet. Have you ever swung in a swing in Costco? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I also, you know what I have done in Costco too? You know they're selling golf clubs now? You can get putters and irons. Yeah, they had Kirk, some on Kirk display. Mm-hmm. I may or may not have been in aisle 12 next to the caskets and tires and grapes swinging a golf club. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's, it's a playhouse up there. 321-425-8550, artofmoneyradio.com. These are the type of conversations that you're going to have with Art McPherson, Luke McCarty, and the team at the McPherson Financial Group. And that initial consultation, no cost, no obligation to you. 321-425-8550. I know one of the conversations that is consistent in the headlines right now is about Social Security. And the insolvency really remains a big issue. So talk to us about some of the conversations you're having about Social Security and the changes that continue. Yeah, so there's a lot of changes to Social Security. Seemingly, you know, there's a lot of talk about even more changes. What our main analysis here, you know, for our clients is when to start taking Social Security. You know, that depends on, of course, your age, of course, your income. If you have a tax plan, right, what kind of Roth conversions, what sort of assets are you moving in the Trump tax cuts? That determines when to take Social Security. But, you know, the State of the Union, right, the last one from our president, mm-hmm. um, he called out a certain party, you know, the Republican Party, for trying to get rid of Medicare and Social Security. And that um, was met with a chorus of boo, a chorus of boos. boo. Um, I can't think of any person in the government that would want to do that because most of them are of age where they're receiving it or their friends and families, brothers and sisters, mothers, fathers. You're not going to get rid of that. So um, there's a lot of political games. I just see, you know, as we're going further into debt, that we're going to have to increase or raise the retirement age to receive benefits. That's my prediction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've already heard like Nikki Haley, she announced for a run in for president. She already said that is something she would like to address. So, you know, we have had Republicans in the past talk about raising that age limit from 67, which it currently is for full retirement benefits for someone like a Luke's age someone my age. But if you go even younger than that, you know, there's a possibility of full retirement benefit now being age 70, things like that. So that's how you save some money in the social security system because you reduce the amount that has to be paid at 67 because now you're not allowing that to be full retirement anymore. Now you're saying it's age 70. So those kind of fixes are definitely something they can do. They can also raise the tax, more income up, you know, to pay more taxes. But those aren't real fixes. I'd really like to see them start setting money aside rather than sending money to Ukraine, maybe send it to the Social Security Trust Fund so we can have some extra money sitting there for uh, like it's supposed to be and accumulating, making some interest, especially since interest rates are up again. It seems like the Social Security debate comes up every single year, especially around the elections. Do you really think there's an opportunity or there's a chance we may run out of money in our Social Security program? Yes, because they haven't set it aside. So you have about a trillion dollars in the trust fund right now. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the benefits that go go out, it's about $950 billion in benefits. So we only have about one year backup. So 
putting some money aside would be very helpful. And if they had done it from the beginning and didn't use that money as a part of the budget, they would have all kinds of money sitting there to help pay for that liability. But they never did it. And of course, they would never our federal government would never let a company do what they've done. You know, that let the company use all the pension assets as a part of their cash flow. Mm-hmm. No, they wouldn't let them do that. They would go to jail. They'd be shut down. Uh, but that's what our government has done. So if, if they would just act responsible and do what they make the companies do, we'd have a very solvent, very secure social security system and probably actually make money off of it because you have such a large amount of money uh, that would be in a trust fund for it. Um, You can actually make money on that trust fund where it would go for years and years and years. It just needs to be fixed properly, but they haven't ever done that. No one's really wanted to touch it because everybody always plays political games with it. Exactly what Luke said. Yeah, there's a lot of confusion around Social Security, and it seems to be changing all the time. Hey, there's nothing wrong with asking for help trying to understand your Social Security and the benefits involved. 321-425-8550. Again, 321-425-8550. Reach out to Art McPherson, Luke McCarty, and the team at the McPherson Financial Group and sit down and take advantage of that complimentary consultation. Again, no cost, no obligation to you to ask the questions. 321-425-8550, artofmoneyradio.com. And when we're talking about asking for help, uh, during the break, we were talking to Luke about watching, you know, NASCAR is back, watching golf this week. And he goes, buddy, I got kids. I'm not watching much of anything lately. But there was a Vodafone survey that found that 12-year-olds are now more tech aware than their parents. 12-year-olds know more about technology than we do. Get ready, Luke. That's your future. I believe it. Get ready. My <laughs> iPhone 6 is going to be gone. <laughs> so when it comes to retirement planning, you know, when do you find, Art, Luke, when do you find that most people finally ask for that help? Is it their emotional? Is it the taxes? Is it Social Security? When do people really reach out to say, all right, now I need some help? Social Security is a big one. I mean, one of the things we do, uh, kind of our educational seminars that Luke and also our CPA Mark do, um, where we're talking about tax planning, we're talking about preparing for retirement. A lot of people are very, very concerned about Social Security, but I think a lot of people get very, very serious about about retirement time because they have more money, Mark, than they know what to do with. You know, sometimes two, three, four million dollars or more. So they have more money than they've ever had in their entire life. And they really hadn't done a whole lot other than just put a consistent amount aside. And over the years, as they got better pay scale, they put a little more aside, better pay scale, put a little more aside. And then all of a sudden it developed into a really nice nest egg. And now they're like, how in the world do I take this lump sum of money and generate retirement income? How do I reduce the risk without giving all the interest away? And how do I make sure that when I go through a bad economy, bad stock market, that I can make sure my money doesn't run out on me? So those kind of questions and not even knowing how to broach the subject um, with just a 401k as an option, a lot of people are very confused and they come to us and we really help them develop a really good long-term strategy for retirement income. And now we've really focused heavily the last four or five years to having tax-free retirement income. Yeah, I agree with what Art was saying. I'd say the one, I'd say the underserved or the underutilized portion of that of that question is taxes. I think more people should come to somebody like us for taxes in retirement because, you know, there's a, there's a commercial on this radio show and it's, it's about a bag of chips. And right, why is the bag of chips not clear? Um, because it's only two-thirds full. Right. So that's kind of your 401k. So if you kick that can, if you kick that 401k, say, no, nah, I'm not going to pay taxes. Now. I'm going to pay them later. Well, you don't know what the tax code's going to be. It's probably going to be higher. Mm-hmm. So you're probably going to pay more taxes in retirement 
than you may have even paid while working because you're going to, you know, you're going to have less deductions, right? You're going to have probably just a standard deduction. Hopefully your house is paid off. You know, there's, there, you know, there may not be mortgage interest. And so I think taxes right now within this next three or four year window is very, very important. And that's what I think people should be focusing on. There's nothing wrong with asking for help. That's why the team at the McPherson Financial Group offer that initial consultation at no cost, no obligation to you. 321-425-8550. And Luke McCarty, I mean, I know it's been a couple of weeks since the Chiefs Super Bowl win. Are you still riding a high or are you just kind of like, all right, good game. What's next? I'm still riding pretty high. My flag is still out in the front yard and I still need to put up the new flag that Art got me, the Super Bowl champion flag. I don't know whether if I should do that this year or if I wait till next now, year. Do do it now, do it right now. now. Do it now. Because yeah. my red flag, right, Kansas City red within this Florida sun is kind of pinkish. <laughs> <laughs> do it now. So I need a new one. Put it yeah. up. 321-425-8550, artofmoneyradio.com. Well, speaking of the Chiefs, the players are still celebrating or recovering from that big win. But the win also comes with a nice bonus next gen business breaks down their winnings after taxes super bowl winnings one hundred fifty-seven thousand dollars. federal income tax fifty-eight thousand ninety dollars. fica twelve thousand and eleven dollars jock tax three thousand nine hundred and twenty five dollars net income eighty two thousand nine hundred and seventy five dollars resulting in a total effective tax rate of forty seven point one five percent forty seven percent tax rate on a super bowl victory yep not counting yeah. the other income that that gets added on top of and if you're in a beautiful state like California, you have a lot more state tax. You know, we have several states that have state taxes that you get to add on top of that, too. So wow. a lot of those uh, income brackets um, will lose more and more as they go up. So, yeah, that is why Luke had said earlier, tax planning needs to be one of the first things people do in retirement mode, uh, because it's not what you make or what you take out. It's what you keep. Right. That's right. So, okay, talk to me like that. If we're going to get like a nice bonus from work, it won't be like a Super Bowl size bonus, a good bonus from work, maybe an inheritance, maybe on the off chance we win a nice lottery or something like that. What is the first step we should take? Well, one of the things that are nice with inheritance is a lot of times they're stepped up basis. So you can have as something that like a stock that mom or dad had for 20 or 30 years because it was like a company stock or just a favorite stock. We've had a lot of kids inherit things like that. And mom or dad might have huge amount of capital gains that they would have to pay tax on. But when that comes over to the kids and the grandkids, the basis steps up. So we do a lot of planning around that. So while they're alive and they need uh, the money, you know, we're taking dividends, things like that off of the stock. But we are making sure that we are not getting hit hard with capital gains on something they have got a tremendous amount of a gain on. We want to make sure that they're avoiding that. Uh, but we can make sure that that transitions and that steps up at death. So we do a lot of planning around those type of strategies. Yeah, I'd say another strategy is, you know, when things start coming in and you're dealing with, you know, inheritance, of course, you're dealing with, the, you know, somebody you love or somebody, you know, who passed away. I would say just pause. Right. Don't immediately do a whole lot. Don't immediately take all the money and, you know, the potential to do something wrong. Because if the custodian who has the assets, right, if it's an IRA and you receive an inherited IRA and you cash it out, that's all taxable, right? Whereas the rule states, if it's an IRA 401k, you have 10 years to take the money out. You know, as Art was mentioning, if it's a taxable account, right, you get the step up in basis. So there's probably not a whole lot of tax consequence in doing that or in cashing it out, but you still need to be very careful and just know your options, know what's going on. When you think of a stepped up basis, you know, think of inheriting the house, right? There's no taxes to you or your 
you know, your siblings or whomever to inherit the house because you get the step up in basis. Yeah. That is something I will say. We haven't talked about it in a, in a year or so, but Biden was talking about getting rid of. So it's on the chopping block as a way to increase revenue. It, it didn't go very far because that's a, you know, a massive hit to individuals and taxpayers. But if the step up in basis ever gets taken away, that is that would be a major, major overhaul and a lot of taxes due. Hey, I've got an idea. Mm-hmm. Rather than raise taxes on all of us, why don't they reduce the size and scope of the federal government so the money that does come in the door will go farther? All right. You know, let's, that's let's what start. I would do. You know, I would I would reduce my budget to make it work. I know. Wouldn't that what an idea, huh? Let's not be silly here. We need those <laughs> self cleaning trash cans in San Francisco that cost thirty five thousand dollars a piece. When I was out there, you know, last year for the Super Bowl in California the weirdest thing you would had like two or three people in like a roundabout and it was a cement roundabout no bushes or trees and there are like three tents in the middle of the roundabout where it's just basically a six inch curb where a car can go over it well i think i'd pick wow. better places to sleep than in the middle of a roundabout <laughs> that's bad. with the way people drive nowadays but. well and everything is so expensive those were also airbnbs as well so <laughs> yes anyway to bring three two one four two five eighty five fifty art of money radio.com let's talk about that tax strategy because the reality is taxes aren't just around april you should have a tax plan all year round and that initial consultation with art mcpherson luke mccarty no cost, no obligation to you. 321-425-8550. Let's talk about some mistakes because a Business Insider article asked retired adults to share the mistakes they made when retirement planning. Some of the responses including, I had too much risk. I waited to save and I overlooked passive income. Detail me what passive income is. So passive income in easy terminology is receiving money in the mail, but you not really doing a whole lot, right? It could be from real estate. It could be from rentals. Um, it could be from the stock market, from dividends, but essentially it's earning money without you going to work, you know, eight to five or nine to five or whatever it may be. So the passive part is you're not as actively in it to create the income. And usually to create passive income, you have to have, you know, some investments or some assets, you know, some net worth in order for that money to start making you money. So everybody wants that mailbox money. That That's what passive income is. Okay. And the good thing about passive income is it doesn't coordinate with your social security. So a lot of times if you retire early, Mark, and you're retiring before 65, when you have W-2 income or 1099 income, you have an offset provision. So you have to be careful how much money you make um, if you're going to be working part time and getting early Social Security. So passive income does not count against that. And so you don't have any limit on that passive income. All right, let's talk about some of the mistakes that these retirees had in this Business Insider article. They said, um, I had too much risk was a huge mistake in retirement planning. Do you agree? Absolutely. I mean, we actually have some companies in the financial services industry uh, that say they hate annuities, that they hate bonds, they want nothing to do with it. But that means you have to ride 100% of your money invested 100% of the time and go through all the hills and valleys of the stock market. 
that is fine if you can stomach that mm -hmm. and that is fine if you have the risk tolerance for that but 95 percent of the people that walk into our door do not want that kind of a model um, it is very aggressive historically the reason they want a model like that is you'll get better long-term returns however a lot of times they'll use bucket strategies and things like that and when you're telling people here this bucket we're gonna use first and when this bucket is gone then we're gonna use this one people get a little nervous about that sometimes they're like what do you mean my money's running out yeah well it's just this bucket yeah eh, sometimes people don't like that and what about when they said Luke they said I waited too long to save we're all guilty of that but we have to live life as well you can't save every penny you make because then what are you gonna do not not live for the first 60 years of your life so right. you can retire but I think everybody has some some sort of regret of not saving enough money because you know when you retire of course you wish you had more you wish you had different income sources you wish you had different taxable buckets uh, but that's something we can help create so if you've you know worked 35 40 years and you're retired well this is your number let's make it work let's make it work the most efficiently and let's pay uncle sam the least amount that you have to amen 321-425-8550 learning from other people's mistakes artofmoneyradio.com to reach out to the team to see all the services they have to offer and schedule that complimentary consultation and before we get out of here you just mentioned annuities a couple of seconds ago art and you know long-term care can be a costly expense in retirement if you don't plan for it well cheryl moore is an annuity advocate with winkintel.com and she has an option for those that didn't plan there is an option that they may not know about which is called a hybrid annuity where you can actually purchase an annuity that has long-term care features right in it and the great thing that I love about those is that with long-term care that's a standalone product if you don't use the benefit you lose it so you've paid into it and you get nothing back if you don't go into a nursing home but the great thing about these hybrid annuities is that if you don't use the benefit for the nursing home confinement you still have your annuity and you still get the guaranteed lifetime income payments that are associated with it the long-term tax deferral so so it's kind of combining the best of two worlds into one single product. You hear hybrid annuity. Art McPherson, how do you react? Um, we actually like those type of products. Uh, I agree with her. Paying premiums in retirement for long-term care insurance is hard to do. You know, we want to minimize what our clients have as far as expenses in retirement. We want it to be mostly cash flow for travel and all the fun things they want to do. We don't want them paying premiums. So a lot of times we will look at life insurance solutions that are a five pay, 10 pay kind of situation where we're paying them for a short window and then we're done for the rest of retirement. Um, and a lot of times we'll use assets. So we'll shift assets that are sitting in 401k funds and we'll move those into some of these type of accounts. So we love not paying a premium. That's a big, big deal to us because we feel like that's very, very expensive. We also love having three, sometimes four different ways that you can use a product. So a lot of times we can use life insurance, whether it's a long-term care alternative where it pays, you know, 2% of the death benefit is your monthly benefit. So if you had a $500,000 policy, you could have $10,000 a month long-term care coverage, but then we also put a return of premium so people get their money back. You know, there's just all kinds of provisions we put um, and we'll use these annuities too that have riders on them. So literally what the annuity does is if you can take like $2,500 a month, we've got a couple companies we use right now um, they'll double it it's what they call an income doubler that if you go into a facility or if you need any in-home service long-term care um, they'll actually double that benefit for up to five years of coverage so there's some really neat products in our industry it's just making sure you have them and they fit what you're trying to do yeah and i'll add on just a little bit of you know thinking of a hybrid 
things like a hybrid annuity or a life insurance with long-term care, you know, we tend to take the Swiss Army knife approach because we don't know what your, you know, what your life's going to be. We don't know what your health is going to end up like. You know, there are certain things that could be better. Like if you only want to buy long-term care and you just need long-term care, we can do that and get you a higher benefit, but we don't know and you don't know if you're going to need it or not. So by adding that piece to the annuity, by adding that piece to life insurance, right? If you don't use it, you don't lose it. That's what we are worried about when it comes to traditional long-term care. If you have a question about anything here on this weekend show, including a hybrid annuity and how it could benefit your retirement planning, give the team at the McPherson Financial Group a call. Let's sit down. Let's have that conversation. It's no cost, no obligation to you. 321-425-8550. Again, 321-425-8550. You can meet the team, see all the services they have to offer when you visit artofmoneyradio.com. Thanks for listening. Want more from Art McPherson of McPherson Financial Group? Find us online at artofmoneyradio.com. We are an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of financial and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Securities offered through World Equity Group, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through ProStatus Group, LLC. McPherson Financial Group and ProStatus Group, LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by World Equity Group, Inc. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. Art McPherson is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Arthur McPherson. Florida Insurance License Number a one seven. Today's show has been a work of art. Investing for retirement is an art form. Learn more online at artofmoneyradio.com.